Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The internet is a big dumpster. Sure. 
everybody. Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Media. Also simulcasting to a Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, and something called kick.com. <laughs> but if you know, you know, and you're here on Twitch. And of course, we're also uh, audio only at eplex.xyz or on the TuneIn app. You can just search for Echoplex Radio there on the TuneIn app and find us there if you happen to be out jogging or something like that. Um. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and this is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. But there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. But when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But donate the cops, donate the cops. But donate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong, like your local police. Got rid of the corruption and the racism, it's gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Before we get started, I don't do this often enough. I want to thank everybody who drops links during the week in the Discord. This is our only sort of show where we cover like the, I don't know, the news, I guess, or the like the national news. We obviously have down ballot where we do local news, but I could not do this show uh, without the people in the Discord posting just a ton of links in the Plex docket. So I really appreciate that. Also, of course, couldn't do the show without Right Wing Watch. I mean, come on. They are also basically just build the docket for the show. So uh, we're gonna first thing we're gonna cover this week is the the thing the main thing that's been going on and at least domestically. 
That's Gymnasium Jordan attempting to be the House Speaker and uh, failing to be the House Speaker. And you just utter disarray in the Republican Party uh, in the House of Representatives. So let's go. Uh, Jim Jordan was at one point within five votes of uh, being the Speaker of the House. Yeah, he's certainly making progress, Nicole. Last week, late last week, Jim Jordan was about 65 Republican votes away from becoming Speaker of the House. That was after a second ballot where they asked, do you have confidence in Jordan? Would you vote for him on the floor? Now his whip count is very different. He is only five to 10 votes away from getting that magic number of 217 votes. That's according to the Republican Congressman Larry Bouchon, who I spoke to, as well as a second source familiar with this whip count. This comes after some very aggressive tactics by Jordan allies that many Republicans have been frustrated with, unhappy with. One uh, senior Republican aide told me they've been threatening people with primaries. They've been uh, using conservative media hit pieces. This, I'm just quoting this person directly, and mean tweets from their influencer army tactics that are described as intimidation and bullying. The question now is not who's going to support Jordan, Nicole, it's who's going to block Jordan on the floor of the House and take this incoming from the right-wing media, who's willing to withstand that pressure. It is not clear that there are five Republicans who are going to do that on the floor, and that is the margin. If five Republicans say no, Jim Jordan's path to becoming Speaker of the House is blocked, but his allies feel pretty confident that he can get there as early as tomorrow when they're hoping to have votes on the floor. And by the way, not just one vote. If he fails on the first ballot, they expect to, to do further ballots and use that pressure to wear down his critics. <laughs> it would be funny if it didn't have such dire consequences. Sahil, thank you. Um, it is funny. Fuck it. I think it's funny. They're just so, like, so disorganized. But like, what happened? And I don't want to get too much into this, but what's going on here is like they were the whole thing for the Republican Party has just been like pissing off liberals. That's all it's been. It's, it's been that and like their usual culture war shit. And you're not really going to be able to hold your caucus together if that's all like some people want to do. Some of them in there uh, just want to piss off conservatives, too. I, I'm not sure who the people are who are uh, voting against confirming him, but I think they're probably like establishment people, uh, more moderate people who don't like him. Maybe, maybe people who are, you know, a little concerned about uh, his days as a, his days in academia where he, you know, got the name Gymnasium Jordan somewhere. And, um, well, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch because it's going to continue on. There's going to be no speaker of the house. And, um, I don't think they're going to be able to get anybody. <laughs> they're going to need some Democrats to vote for whoever it is at the rate we're going right now. So. Sort of like the the Democrats kind of hold all the cards here, which is crazy, because they could get this. They just five of them could five of them could just vote yes for him and put him through. But they're not going to. They hate this guy. Anyway, uh, there were some people uh, asking him to drop his uh, speaker bid because he's not going to be the speaker of the house, and uh, here's him uh, refusing to do so. I'll just say this: we made the we made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, we decided that wasn't where we're going to go. I'm still running for speaker and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a, a few of my colleagues, particularly I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me um, so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American people. <laughs> so we can get the, get out of here. You just want to be Speaker of the House so that you can be Speaker of the House, right? This guy probably has no idea what the job entails. Doesn't care. Isn't really, uh, I'm not not confident he uh, was even interested in like getting anything done. I really think he just wants it for his resume. So 
Here's more. This is from the 17th. This is from a couple days ago here. And they, this, this is going to be about how we, they don't want to have a coalition government with the Democrats, which is looking like what's going to have to happen. Looks like they're going to have to nominate somebody more moderate and try to get some Democratic votes on, on this more moderate person. Um, that'll be fantastic. Let's see how this goes here. Uh, are you going to stay in the race? We're going to keep going. I've had great conversations, great discussions with uh, our colleagues. And frankly, no one, no one in our conference wants to see any type of coalition government with Democrats. So we're going to keep working, and we're going to get to the votes. How many, how many ballots are you willing to go through? Until we get a speaker. we gotta, we got to have a speaker, and it can't be some deal with the Democrats. I, I mean... American people don't want that. They elect Republicans in a majority, small majority. I get it. We got 200 votes on the first ballot. I think that maybe even there's more than what Kevin got back in January. Or right about where Kevin was. Gus Philaraukas is a vote for us. That's 201. We've had good conversations. We're going to keep working. But if it grows, yeah. it grows beyond 20. Big a pass. Big a pass. Big a pass. Big a this is great. He's not going to get it. I think there's just a few people in the Republican uh, caucus who just are not going to vote for him. They don't like him. He's not a very likable guy, so they should they should maybe try somebody new, somebody different. I don't know, some other ghoul. I think some other ghoul might might be all right. Now, here's uh, John Kasich. Um, he ran for president uh, against Trump in uh, 2016, I believe. Maybe it was 2020. I believe it was 2016. Didn't do so hot. Uh, generally thought of as more moderate than some of these other people. And um, what he's going to ask is, why aren't the Democrats um, helping the Republicans pick a speaker? Which is crazy because uh, that Jim Jordan just said that he does not want that. Chris, let's, let, me, let me ask this. Fund, where are the Democrats? You know, they say the Democrats are enjoying watching the Republicans struggle. Yes, that's exactly probably it. Yes, yes. Uh, the Democrats are so disorganized, ineffectual, feckless, and um, weak that they are really enjoying this. Because they're not really, it's not that they get a W, it's that the other side gets a massive L. Well, what price are we paying as a country because of that? I've, I've said now since the election of McCarthy all the way back there, I said, look, getting a coalition of Republicans, you know, and Republicans are going to call the tune, you, you can make some side deals with the Democrats to give them a few more seats, a little better representation. But at the end, you have a Republican speaker. You have a you have a conservative led party in the House, but you have a coalition with Democrats. Ronald Reagan created book with Democrats to pass his economic plan. When I was in the Congress, we worked all the time with the blue dog Democrats. It wasn't like we were selling out our philosophy and we didn't get them all the time. But but what you really want to do is you want to marginalize the extremists. So if you have four or five or six people who say no way, no how, then go on the other side. And, you know, this Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader, he ought to be he ought to be actively involved in discussions. I'm told that there have been discussions uh, between Republicans and Democrats. I've talked to members who have told me that that's something they've been interested in. But what yeah, but the thing is that, that the Democrats, they're not going to vote for Jim or for Jim Jordan. They're just not going to. That guy's an asshole. It isn't even so much his politics. It's that he's an asshole. And so and that's probably why some of the Republicans are holding out on him. It, it's that he's an asshole. What they also told me is there's not been enough pain to see that through. Think about this. 
think about what's raging around the world. And and it's it's like watching, you know, I mentioned to somebody today, well, maybe too bad John Belushi isn't there coming out of Animal, Animal House to try to run the place. I mean, it's really unbelievable. A pretty and hip reference, man. The world needs to know where we are. We need stability. And so, look, Jordan is what they're doing right now is they're whipping people They're When I say whipping, I don't mean literally. <laughs> they're talking to people and trying to pressure them to vote for Jordan. Probably, Ooh, they're doing a little more than that. Uh, Scalise doing some of it. Got a whip team doing it. Um, can they move these people? If they can't, then I think they need to look for another approach. And empowering uh, McHenry will require some Democrat support. So what? And then we'll see where things go. But we need stability in the House. We need stability in America. We need a strong America now more than ever before. So let's. I, they're just going to it's just not going to be Jim Jordan, dude. He's just I just I swear he's just too big of an asshole. I think some of the people are holding out on him for uh, other reasons, but I think most of it's just that it's personal. I think it's that he's a dick. <laughs> I think he's fucking he's fucking mean to the people he works with. And so they're like, well, you know, I guess turnabout is fair play. I'm going to be a dick now to you. So uh, this is uh, on Real America's Voice, which is obviously going to have a um, certain slant to it. This is going to be just, I just can't figure, this was when there were 21 Republicans that weren't going to vote for Gymnasium Jordan. And this guy, um, we'll call him Mr. Buzzcut on the right here. I don't know his name. Um, he's like, I just, I just don't know why. Why, why, why won't they vote for him? I just don't know. I can't figure it out. Well, what do you make of it in the next round? I am not 100% sure of exactly what the issues are that are keeping the 21 people um, from voting for Jim Jordan. As you stated, he had 200 Republicans vote for him. Jim Jordan is the second most popular Republican in the country, second only to Donald J. Trump. Not very popular with his fucking co-workers, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty pretty bad news for your party, too, if uh, Gymnasium Jordan is the second most popular uh, person in your party. That's not great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they got it down to, like, I think five or ten that won't vote for him. But now, like, that it looks like it's dead in the water, I think more people are just going to go, ah, no, we're going to vote no again. Fuck it. Now, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> this next one. There's only something in uh, Jim Jordan's background that would suggest he might, you know, look away if something bad was happening. <laughs> this is uh, this is Jake Tapper. I don't usually like these CNN people or the MSN people, but this right here is pretty fucking good. And that is why some members are so upset, because they said he could have done way more to try to stand these conservative attacks down. Remember, some of these conservative media figures and leaders were posting office numbers and encouraging people to go after these members and let them know how they feel. So that is why there is so much emotion right now and why the feelings are so raw inside the Republican conference, Jake. If only there was something in his background that would suggest he would stand by and look away when bad things were going on. See, <laughs> on Capitol Hill, thanks so much. CNN. <laughs> if only such a thing existed. <laughs> Every once in a while, somebody on the regular news just says something kind of mean, and I'm fucking here for it because that was kind of mean. Also true. Also true. So here's um. 
Newt Gingrich, who I'm every time he shows up on my list of stories, every time somebody posts something about him in the Discord, I'm like, he's he's still alive. But yes, he's still alive, and uh, he's going to uh, give his commentary on what the what's going to look like if they don't uh, elect Jim Jordan as speaker. Amazing that, you know, I am admitting that I am a talk show host and I have varying roles. They claim they're journalists. They're not journalists, are they, Mr. Speaker? Well, they're propagandists for the left, but I've been listening to you defend yourself. That's pretty good. I mean, you had that down pat. I, uh, I always like it when you start <laughs> getting on it. a roll. Uh, you get attacked a lot, right? It's, so you... it's good stuff. Yeah. Right. Over the years, you know, I think there's one thing people need to know about Jim Jordan. Uh, in his wrestling career, he was 156 to one. In his, you what? You you brought up what, sir, sir? Don't bring that up. <laughs> he won two national championships, and if you know competitive wrestlers, they're very focused, they're very determined, uh, they have an enormous instinct for figuring out how to get the other person to lose. Uh, and Jordan is a very serious, very competent person. Uh, Cliss and I were able to Jello wrestle for the speakership just before this Congress opened up. And it was very revealing watching him work with the entire committee and how close he was to his committee members. My guess is either on the first or the second ballot tomorrow, he will be the speaker. I think uh, Speaker McCarthy has a pretty good sense of exactly where they are. He has a good chance of making it in the first ballot. I think he almost certainly will make it on the second ballot because there, there are a handful of, of moderates, frankly, who are so angry at the Benedict Arnolds who created this mess that I think they find it hard to turn right around and give them a chance to say, gee, I won. Look, look how smart I am. So several of them have indicated they might vote for, for example, for Speaker McCarthy on the first ballot. My hunch is if they did, they would pivot and immediately uh, vote for Jim Jordan. I suspect, except for the couple of people who are nuts, on the, and who were part of that eight people who betrayed their party, I who are the ones that are nuts? Come on, spill the tea. Every Republican now understands that with a war going on in Israel, with a war going on in Ukraine, with the problems we have on the border, this is not a time for the House Republican Party to look childish and silly and in disarray. And I think the pressure will be very great tomorrow to elect Jordan. And I think Jordan will be a very strong, very compelling speaker. And I think he will be a very represent the whole party. I think in that sense, he, he gets it. He certainly has as, as the a Judiciary Committee chairman. Uh, and I think he will be very smart at getting things done. And of course, he's got the same deadlines McCarthy had. And I do think, frankly, having the government still open with the war going on in Israel vindicates McCarthy's judgment uh, and that he did the right thing for the country, even if it made eight people angry at him in the conference. Whether you like him or don't like him, you got to admit he's being pretty gracious in in helping to to reopen the people's house, which I would argue it is it has to happen. It is an imperative. <laughs> Oops, Duke Gingrich was wrong, <coughs> but that shouldn't really come as a surprise. This guy's been pretty. <coughs> he was fairly effective in uh, Congress, but he's been pretty pretty wrong as a pundit. Here is um, some of the phone calls that were uh, made to some of the people voting against uh, Gymnasium Jordan. Some of them were pretty fucking wild. Here's a CNN segment with uh, some of those phone calls. This is pretty ugly stuff. Take a listen. 
Why is your husband such a pig? Why would he get on TV and make an asshole of himself? Because he's a deep state prick? Because he doesn't represent the people? Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to come follow you all over the place. We're going to be up your ass nonstop. We are now Antifa. We're going to do what the left does because you're f***ing of a husband. Whoa! Oh, the bad guys. They did so. I'm going to vote for Kevin McCarthy, a piece of shit who everybody knows. And for his piece of shit ass, talk about Americans who are actually fighting for Americans as the bad people. Says everything about him. So, f*** you, f*** your husband, and we are going to, we, we're not like the left, we aren't violent, but we're going to follow your ass, every appointment you have, everything you f***ing do. Your, your husband's an asshole, you should f***ing talk to his stupid ass. We're at war, Israelis being killed, and your dumb husband is acting like a f***ing two-year-old. No wonder, he's a f***ing warmongering piece of shit. So listen, you're going to keep getting calls and emails, I'm putting all your information over the internet now, everybody else's, and you will not be left alone because you're husband. Whoa, dude. Jim Jordan or more conservative or you're going to be molested like you can't ever imagine. And again, not you won't go to the beauty parlor. Now, you must be a bitch to marry an ugly mother like that. Oh, I mean, I, I would, I think that maybe whoever, whoever received that phone call, I guess that was somebody's wife received that phone call. I, I would, I would imagine that maybe they're, um, they're going to be less inclined to uh, vote for Jim Jordan after all this. I'd, I'd dig in. I mean, that's just kind of like a, like human nature, right? Might be to dig in and be like, well, fuck you. So I know that like Jim Jordan didn't do that. He wasn't the one who made the call, but. Still, Jesus Christ. Here is um <clears throat> here's Pizzagate Dan Crenshaw. Anybody who doesn't know this, Dan Crenshaw is trying to he at first he tried to be like kind of like a far right guy, and then then he kind of tried to pivot to be like to be more moderate or to seem reasonable, but don't fucking ever forget that this guy was a uh, a moderator or an admin of a Facebook group about Pizzagate. Uh, prior to his uh, run for office. So this is Pizzagate Dan Crenshaw, and he is going to call people beta males. And it wasn't until Wednesday night that Jordan uh, issued a statement to call off the dogs. But in that intervening time, it wasn't just uh, pressure that was, please support Jordan, or why aren't you supporting Jordan, or the rest. It was very, very hostile phone calls, texts, and in fact, I'm going to play a little bit. Uh, this is from uh, a voicemail message left for the wife of one of your colleagues who didn't support uh, Congressman Jordan. Uh, take, take a listen to this. I think I've seen it. So listen, you're going to keep getting calls and emails. I'm putting all your information over the Internet now. Everybody else's. And you will not be left alone because you're husband Jim Jordan or more conservative or you're going to be molested like you can't ever imagine and again nonviolently 
Again, non-violently, you're going to be molested. And that's the wife of somebody. Um, and you told me Sunday that that pressure campaign would be, quote, the dumbest thing you can do. Looks like the pro-Jordan forces did not hear your, heed your advice. And that's one of the reasons he keeps losing worse and worse. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, it certainly entrenched them. They're not moving. I mean, that, that is a fact you can take to the grave. Because of people like that, 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 that beta male who, who makes threatening phone calls to women who lives in his mom's basement, he's a beta male. All these, all these online trolls are. Beta. You know, <laughs> warmonger, they call me that too, right? They're, uh, they've never been in a fist fight in their life. And uh, they, they should know that I'm calling them beta males right now. I want to make that very clear. Uh, because anybody who threatens women uh, like that is, is, is a beta male. And are they beta males? It's unfortunate where we're at. It is. It is absolutely entrenched the opposition. We need a reset. So we need, we yeah, they need to pick somebody else, and they, they're going to need to make a deal with the fucking Democrats. They're going to need to get just ten or twelve Democrats. Maybe it'd be good for Democrats in like kind of purple districts, right? Democrats who might have a bit of a tough race coming up if they could agree on somebody who isn't fucking batshit crazy. I know that like kind of narrows down the fucking pool, right? But uh, if they could find somebody who's not fucking batshit crazy or somebody more moderate, and again, get a couple Democrats in purple districts that would vote for them <clears throat> so that they could, you know, signal some bipartisanship when they go to run again, especially if they're running against a far right, maybe a far right Republican, they'll be able to peel off some moderate Republican votes for good politics. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope a couple of Republicans just get mad and fuck around and vote for Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> that would be very funny. Um, so here's uh, Sean Hannity defending his decision to uh, attempt to pressure lawmakers himself, which is a crazy thing for him to do because he is a, a news broadcaster. First, uh transparent vote, because when they're in conference, they get to vote anonymously, because this is an important vote. And why is it a shock to certain lawmakers and members of the media mob, all of you out there, that yours truly, a member of the press, is daring to ask elected representatives, the so-called public servants in this country, if and when they plan to wrap up this speaker battle and reopen the People's House amid growing chaos, both at home and abroad. I have a lot more to say on this later. But I do have to chuckle that a few of my questions, simple questions, that I asked to some Republicans over the weekend about the importance of getting a speaker as soon as possible showed we have a few sensitive little snowflakes in Congress. Here's the truth. They are the majority. They need to act like it. No deals <laughs> with the Democrats, and that would mean, uh, yeah, no, no temporary solutions either. Elect a speaker. Get the house open and start doing your job. The good news is the anonymous votes end tomorrow and we will know and we will see which Republicans understand what is the importance of this moment in history, not only for the Republican Party, for them to unite, them to lead by reopening the People's House while we have war in the Middle East and war in Europe and open borders and serious budget deadlines. No, I offer no apologies for doing my job and seeking answers from those elected public servants. Again, key word, servants of we, the people. We'll have more on this coming up. I mean, public servant doesn't mean uh, I am personally their uh, supervisor. I think they pissed off a few people who got a big ego. I think that's what's going on. And so they're just like, well, I'm not going to do what you say. 
And that's sort of like, like I said, that's sort of the main thing that the Republican Party stands for now is I'm, it's just almost like it's like oppositional defiance, right? It's like, that's sort of what the brand of the party is now. So I don't know why they're fucking surprised that um, this is happening. Now, you know, things are bad when Fox and Friends is making fun of you. And Fox and Friends is uh, making fun of the Republican Party. Well, ultimately, uh, the Republicans hope to get a speaker, and and they hope people will forget by November that when they had the majority, they could not uh, they could not govern. Brian, to your point, and it's a good one. Uh, Mike talking about doing deals. Mike McCall of Texas, uh, the chairman of the um, House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, said he talked to Jim Jordan yesterday, and they may introduce a big funding package for Israel, Ukraine, which Jordan is not a fan of, and the border. So. Behind the scenes, yesterday it was all about vote for me because let's make a deal. I got a feeling a whole bunch of deals were made yesterday. It is yeah. uh, what a carnival of idiots. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. It's unbelievable. Up next. And-, that's, and that's Brian Kilmeade, who is a proper dumb fuck, calling these people a carnival of idiots, right? I mean, Brian Kilmeade is real dumb. He's a dumb guy. But he's right. This is kind of a carnival of idiots. Up next, we got Harris Faulkner on Fox. Uh, she's really upset about all this because there's, there's the House has important business to do. Uh, and by important business, uh, I mean uh, talking about Hunter Biden. Trying to do. Imagine if Republicans had a House speaker right now. You have Jack Bergeram, who's put forward a resolution to censure Rashida Tlaib. We could have censured Rashida Tlaib for her anti-Semitism. We could have passed a bipartisan bill saying you must freeze the $6 billion. There are eight Democrats on board with that idea. There's also a bipartisan bill to replenish, replenish Iron Dome funding. So imagine if you had a House GOP that was Bam, bam, bam. One, two, three. We're on the side of Israel. How weak would Biden look in comparison? How tepid would he look in his support for Israel and his caving to Iran? You can't draw that contrast if you don't get your act together and have a house speaker. Well, not only that, you've got statute of limitations that are running out on some of the charges against Hunter Biden. So if you were trying to reach down. Um, That would be the job of law enforcement. There's no statute of limitations on whether or not the uh, House can call you in. Grab some of that and an impeachment inquiry. That stuff's going to be expired by the time they get their act together. If some of them haven't already begun to do that now. Yeah. Impeachment's like a shadow man that's in the background. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I guess we got to get a House speaker to figure that out, don't we? All right. Well, as we've been reporting, Iran is escalating its threats ahead of an Israeli. So they also don't have the votes for impeachment. So it doesn't matter. They don't have the votes for impeachment. Jim Jordan does not have the votes for the uh, <coughs> for the speakership. What a fucking mess. I love it. I love it. Again, the Democrats don't really have to like. They can just be as ineffective and feckless as they always are and just kick back and watch this happen. It's uh, it's not really a W when the other side defeats themselves, but that's what's going on here. Here's um, <clears throat> Kevin McCarthy. Um, I don't feel sorry for him. Fuck him. Um, and the House of Representatives is a mess. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was at the mic, I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt and say, so I told him to sit down, and we sat down. I think it, no, I told him to sit down. I, th- I think the entire conference screamed at me. People are, listen, we, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gates right now. Remember, it was 
a crazy eights led by Matt Gates and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. He's like, I told Matt Gates to sit down, and he sit down. I'm glad that's what they're doing, though. Fuck it, I think Matt Gates needs to sit down too. Anyway, that's the end of our coverage of the uh, the House of Representatives uh, doing what they're doing here. We're gonna move on to some other stuff. Um, I, I too, who amongst us, who amongst us was not stunned to find out that there are flies in Iowa. People one day. I didn't know you had flies in Iowa. I hate flies. Now I'll get in trouble for saying that. Cruelty to animals. No, it's true. You know, I said the other day, we, I was at a place, and there's a beautiful place, but they had, like, flies. And I said, get fly paper. They said, sir, they're not allowed to sell it anymore because of cruelty to animals. They actually said that. I don't know. Can you get fly paper? It used to be great, right? But they said, you can't do that anymore, sir. It's cruelty. Um, what? Well, that's our only clip of that guy this week. Fuck that guy. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that he said this week, but I thought that was the only one worth, uh, worth running actually. Up next we got, um, did you know that, uh, president, uh, Joe Biden is actually an Iranian spy? Uh, that's according to one, um, one Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, who, you know, we can all trust Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> But let's face it, he's on Iran's side and he's on the and he's on Hamas's side. He is not on our side. We don't have a president now really functioning in the best interests of the United States. Plus, he's got a bunch of spies in his administration. This guy is working for Iran. Why? Maybe because they've infiltrated his administration the way the communists infiltrated Roosevelt's administration. <laughs> Who the fuck is the spy? Who the fuck are the spies in his administration? Is that like a a loose reference to the <clears throat> that one one gal who was like a Palestinian activist who was working uh, for the government? I think it might have been working for the State Department, I believe. I don't know though. Rudy Rudy Rudy's not smart enough to make a loose reference. I think he just is saying these people are fucking spies. So uh, here's our favorite uh, protester again. I, we we love this lady. This lady is absolutely great. Um, definitely, definitely funny. She is just she is just terrorizing this man, and I am fucking here for it. Fuck Peter Navarro. You got help? This is um. This is what's wrong with America here. www.defendpeter.com Well, this is old. We've played this one before. Come on, my man. Cut it out, man. Let the man talk, man. Let the man talk. Let him talk. I thought this was a new one. That's okay, though. Playing that again. There's no problem playing that again. I should play that every week. I love her. But I thought that was a new one. I don't watch the clips before the show, so... I like to be uh, surprised by them. So, <clears throat> yeah, that is evergreen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, I don't know, for that, for calling that evergreen. Um, we're a little, we're about halfway through the, actually more than halfway through the docket. It wasn't a slow news week. We just, just not a lot of like regular news and I didn't want to get too much into stuff. We had a lot of stuff for red light this week. 
Um, but we got a palate cleanser. We have a palate cleanser. It's weird. And it's about cooking. I've been watching <laughs> cooking video shorts, so I figured I saw this. I was like, ah, oh, we'll do a bit of a cooking palate cleanser. And pepper. And pepper. <laughs> I don't know why that lady's salt and pepper things were so big, but that was that was pretty fucking funny. Also, not a lot of not a lot of animal videos or good stuff for palate cleansers this week. <laughs> Salt shaker must be absolutely huge. Um, CNN actually had someone on to uh, talk about the dangers of anti-Muslim rhetoric, which is a uh, pretty good. All things considered, considering how the news has been covering everything that's going on lately, uh, like in the Middle East. How important do you think it is for people in the media, for our political leaders, for religious leaders? to make this incredibly important distinction between Hamas and not only the Palestinian people, um, but Arabs and Muslims and, and all other people who, who somehow might unfairly and, and wrongly be, be lumped in with Hamas. I think it's crucial. It's, it's, it's paramount. I mean, as we see the rise of hate crimes in America, as we see death threats in Michigan, in Brooklyn, restaurants are receiving death threats, restaurants of, of Syrians, Palestinians, Muslim, it doesn't matter. But it starts with the dehumanization, Jake. It starts with, with the language of officials, both in Israel and sadly in the United States, where they blurry the distinction, they erase the distinction between civilians and militants. And they carry this narrative that uh, Palestinians are animals, are Nazis, that the only way somehow uh, the solution for this conflict to wipe them out, to exterminate them. I mean, I've been listening to many in the media and if we ever needed Palestinian voices to actually explain how did we get here and how we where we go from here, it's now. If we ever needed rational thinking I understand the fear, the emotions. I understand that what, you know, and I have empathy and, and compassion for the civilians who died after the attack. In the same time, we need, because of those emotions, because we've been there before, after 9-11, we've seen what happened when we overreact. We've seen what happened when we dehumanize and criminalize an entire group of people. It actually reminds me of when after 9-11 in, in, you know, in the preparation for the war, war on Iraq, a lot of Americans thought that the Iraqis were responsible for 9-11. Yeah. And that led to the invasion and led to building up of the lie about WMD. And like there's, you know, there's a threat of extinction. We need to go there. And, with that, and now they regret these policies. And I remember also officials in the Bush administration coming out and saying, our policies are creating more extremists and more terrorists. But also I remember Barack Obama saying, you know, ISIS was the direct outgrowth of Al-Qaeda and it's related to our invasion and occupation of Iraq. I mean, I remember these things and it seemed we didn't learn enough. And I think Palestinians are also invited to defend their humanity and defend their existence over and again instead of explaining. And they've been telling us and warning us that this is going to happen without a political solution. They've been telling us, Palestinian and Israeli Palestinians telling us that there is no military solution. That the, and if there's 
a confirmation of the failure of the military approach is five wars in Gaza, right. then endless crimes and endless you know, subjugation to the Palestinians. Without a political solution on the horizon, this war will not stop in Israel. It will not, and what happened in Gaza in these days, it will not keep Israel safe, but will come back to America. And it is astonishing that the same people who waged a war on America's democracy are the same people who today telling us wiped out, wipe out Gaza. The same people who endorse what Putin did in Chechnya, basically, you know, flatten Grozny or what Assad did in yeah. Aleppo. Nobody is safe with this policy. And no Israelis, no Palestinians, and no Americans. That's kind of amazing that CNN had somebody on to say something like that, because the news has been pretty... <clears throat> Some of it is almost almost borders on like bloodlust and bloodthirst. Uh, the, the news has been pretty one-sided on this stuff, and that's pretty interesting that, that uh, CNN had somebody on to talk about that in that way. So good on, good on Jake Tapper, and good on that lady. She, I like what she... Uh, I like what she had to say. She was, she seemed pretty right on. Um, so <clears throat> Ron DeSantis, who will never be the president uh, this week, uh, said that all Palestinians are anti-Semitic. And um, that's incorrect because you can't just, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in uh, Gaza and the West Bank. And uh, the uh, odds that 100% of them are anti-Semitic are uh, approach zero. So Here's uh, AOC on CNN to uh, just kind of uh, give her take on what Mr. DeSantis said. Sure. I want to get you to respond to uh, something that a Republican candidate for President Ron DeSantis said about the potential for refugees from Gaza. Just take a listen. And I don't know what Biden's going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, if you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist. Uh, there's a lot in there, but I wonder for you, does, is he touching on something that, uh, that is perhaps real here? Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza? I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. And I also want to address something very specific about what uh, Governor DeSantis said when he said, quote unquote, all Gazans are anti-Semitic how incredibly destructive and dangerous that rhetoric is. We just had a six-year-old boy stabbed 26 times this morning because of rhetoric like that. And it is dangerous, it is unacceptable, it is reckless, and no leader in the United States of America should be amplifying a message like that. Yeah, I mean, she's right. You, <clears throat> you first of all, I mean, you can't determine whether you can't determine that 100 percent of people in Gaza and the West Bank are anti-Semitic. It would be impossible to determine. But like when you when you start talking about groups of people in that way in absolutes, it becomes really, really easy for dumb ass fucking people, bigots, to assume that now the people that are Arab or Muslim in their own community must be like that too. It's probably 
maybe more of a more that it's a justification for a prejudice that they already hold, but it still reinforces it. And that ain't good. We should be trying to plant seeds in the other direction whenever we can. But it's not like Ron DeSantis is the one who's going to do it. Just really <clears throat> kind of sucks that nobody in the Republican Party came out and said that that was fucking dumb. Anyway, here's um, Jesse Waters talking about the Palestinians. He's an idiot. Every time a Palestinian refugee goes to another country, it doesn't work out so well. And we have an update to a heartbreaking story out of Illinois. Early today, we learned a 71-year-old man who had been accused of fatally stabbing a six-year-old boy and seriously injuring his mother because of their Islamic faith and the Israel-Hamas war had been charged with a hate crime. According to authorities, both victims were found with multiple stab wounds to their chest, torso, and upper extremities inside a residence in the unincorporated Plainfield Township outside Chicago. Just moments ago, President Biden released this statement on that murder. Jill and I were shocked and sickened to learn of the brutal murder of a six-year-old child and the attempted murder of the child's mother in their home yesterday in Illinois. The child's Palestinian Muslim family came to America seeking what we all seek, a refuge to live, learn, and pray in peace. This horrific act of hate has no place in America and stands against our fundamental values, freedom from fear for how we pray, what we believe, and who we are. As Americans, we must come together and reject Islamophobia and all forms of bigotry and hatred. I have said repeatedly that I will not be silent in the face of hate. We must be unequivocal. There is no place in America for hate against anyone. We join everyone here at the White House in sending our condolences and prayers to the family, including for the mother's recovery and to the broader Palestinian, Arab and Muslim American community. So, yeah, if you <clears throat> like water said, oh, when and I'll paraphrase, you know, when the Palestinians go somewhere, it doesn't go so well. And then like, <clears throat> yeah, there was this. Ugh, that's gross. Fucking gross. Jesse Waters is fucking gross. And he's actually like not very talented and he's not a like not a good reporter. I am starting to think maybe maybe Jesse Waters isn't long for his job over there at Fox because he keeps saying dumb stuff. And I don't think he's bringing a lot of eyeballs over to Fox. But we'll see. You never know. Up next, this is on the uh, Piers Morgan show. <laughs> uh, this guy is pretty funny. This is a pretty good use of humor in uh, these dark times. And this is fairly dark humor, actually. I mean, the thing is, and I understand, all, and I also heard Ben Shapiro talking about, uh, about Human Shield. So you remember my wife's family, they live in Gaza. So I asked them, I told them, when Israel give you the nice warning, the cute warning, does Hamas force you to stay in your home so you can be bombed and use a, a, as, as human shield? You know, what, Hassan here, uh, my, my, wife's, uh, my wife's cousin, he's a, he's, a, he's a loser, you know. He, he told me, you know, when I asked him, does that happen? He told me, no. The lying son of a bitch lied to me. I told him, you don't understand. Ben Shapiro and Ron DeSantis keep saying that Israel warns you and Hamas asks you to, keep, to stay put. So I, 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 I told you, he's a loser. He never kept a job. He even like failed in all of the interviews to become like a human shield. I, I, I would believe right. Ben Shapiro. Let but me let's, ask you this. So let's go with that. No, no, no. Let's not. Human shield. This guy is, I mean, no, it's let me, dark, but it's I'm very funny. If we... It's not if a monologue agree, for if you, we agree, If we agree, if we agree that for the 14,000 casualties, I mean, who's counting, are human shield, does that mean that every single one of those civilians was standing, obscuring a military target behind them? Because that's a lot of weapons. I mean, Hamas is packing. No, of course it doesn't. 
And, and look, I, you know, it doesn't, so 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 there's some collateral damage, lots of collateral damage. Yes, it's fine. Yeah, you kill you kill some to save some, and then kill some more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would <laughs> only ask you this again. It comes back to proportionate response. When the world, yes. when the so yeah, that my thing is like what I'm what I don't understand is on this, and like my only real position is like why are people against a ceasefire, like calling for a ceasefire? Why won't I mean? What, what, do, what, what's bad about calling for a ceasefire? Anyway, here's a uh, cocaine Don Jr. and uh, Roseanne <laughs> discussing the history of Islam. This ought to be fan fucking tastic. Y'all ready to learn? Y'all ready to get schooled? Thought so. Pay a big or a very large tax to some of the wealthy communities. That's why, again, a wealthy Jewish community and, you know, aspect in parts of the Middle East could still exist. Uh, maybe a, a Coptic Christian kind of community that was wealthy could exist. And if you didn't convert, you were beheaded. So, I mean, the, the, the history of Islam is not, you know, necessarily one of peace. That doesn't mean that everyone today is, but like, that would be, uh, certainly far more imperialistic, in my opinion. Uh, then, well, you know, Israel going back to a native homeland that, you know, in, encompasses, you know, a half a percent of the entire region. Yeah, well, it is an expansionist thing. Islam. Oh, God. Did y'all learn anything? Y'all uh, y'all up to date on your uh, history of Islam in the Middle East now? Great. Glad, glad we were able to get that history lesson from those two um, brilliant historians. Um, up next, we've got Crazy Eyes Michelle Bachman. Um, she's going to discuss uh, religious uh, diversity in America. So that's um, going to be great, right? Here we go. Crazy Eyes Bachman. It shows really the failure of cultural diversity. We were all told diversity is our strength. Diversity of religion is our strength. That isn't true. That isn't what the founders said. The founders believe very strongly in religious tolerance, but on the foundation of a Judeo-Christian heritage. So, first of all, they just stick Judeo in there because I don't know why. Um, because I think they think that uh, most Jews are white. <laughs> I think that's what Judeo-Christian tends to mean is white. And um, back in the time that this nation was founded, there was a pretty awful lot of anti-fucking-Semitism going on. It weren't really a weren't really big on the Jewish folks, actually. Not not big fans. Um, some of the founders were probably, you know, better than others, but, you know, probably not, not exactly big fans. Up next, <clears throat> there's this thing called Outkick. It's sort of, I guess it's owned by Fox, and um, they're going to talk about uh, the dangers of tap water, which is interesting. Now, aside from timing, women also have crushed their fertility using birth control. More than 100 million women now use it. It completely suppresses and messes with your hormones and not just while actively taking the medicine. Hence why you notice that fertility rates continue to shrink year by year. And finally, my biggest piece of advice, ladies, for the love of God, stop drinking tap water. <laughs> tap she water. works for Dasani is effectively birth control because it has birth control in it because well it's just how it goes women pee and they are peeing out their medication so yes men also you need to definitely listen up this is a big heads up for you because also this estrogen in the water that you are drinking the tap water is also going to mess with your hormones 
and not to mention also doing damage to fertility, there are forever chemicals in water. These are known as PFAs. These can cause pre pregnancy problems, also birth defects. And right Does she just not live somewhere where there's a water treatment plant? Now, we're all sitting here with microplastics in our blood from the water we drink and also the food we consume. It's disgusting, but pretty much unavoidable at this point. So to all of the women out there, and also the men who care about the women in their lives, don't put off having kids until it's too late. Get off the birth control and please stop drinking tap water. Unless, of course, you want to shell out $20,000 for a baby doll to love and to care for. What? 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 I thought she was going to say, unless you want to shell out $20,000 for like a, like a fucking water filter or something. Do you think there's uh, ads for water filters on there? Or do you think there's ads for bottled water? Like end times bottled water? I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that. I think um, like big cities in this country actually have a pretty safe water for the most part. There's a <clears throat> like water treatment in the USA is actually pretty fucking good. All a lot of our a lot of our other infrastructures in bad shape, but water treatment's good as far as I know. You know where I live, the water's real good. So up next, we got uh, this band is going to try out. Uh, this band was trying out for Fire by Night. It's my guess here. Why do you treat the cross like a prostitute and purvey a false gospel? You'll gain the world but lose your soul. You're not a Christian. <laughs> Again. Why do you treat the cross like a prostitute <laughs> and purvey a false gospel? You'll gain the world but lose your soul. You're not a Christian! <laughs> All the bands on Fire by Night are better than that band. That was terrible. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, now that we had Christian, uh, weird Christian metal, I think we also have a Christian CrossFit up next here. Uh, both of these are actually from the uh, Twitter channel. Uh, the Twitter account, uh, Christian Nightmares, which is a great follow. If you're not already following, it's uh, funny stuff. So here's, uh, I guess this is, a, this is a message to men. And um, it's just what we need is another message to men. Guys, this is one thing they never told you. I'm going to tell you. God does not like lazy people, nor does he like fat people. Being fat and being lazy is disrespectful to God. Let's go, Orlando. Speed up. You guys, keep your heads up. You can be tired, but don't be weak. Let's go, Alex. Good job, brother. Way to stick with it. I know how to stand up to a man. Christian CrossFit looks hella busted, but I'd go. Fuck it. I'd try Christian CrossFit. Would you try Christian CrossFit with me? 
We got one more, and then we're going to go into red light. I had a little bit of a, like I said, a slow regular news week this week, but I do have a ton of stuff for red light. So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do this show as a freebie. Actually, we'll give out the member show to everybody for free this week. Hopefully, I'll remember that I said that. Um, yeah, during red light, we may go back to city council uh, fight night. Who knows? Because we did uh, not get through all of it last night. Um, anyway, we got one more. This is a very. <clears throat> this is just Steve Bannon being Steve Bannon. Ladies and gentlemen, we've wanted this fight for at least 12 years since the Tea Party. We've wanted this fight. Today's the day. And you're going to see who governs you. And they're saying, they're whining, oh, this is so terrible. It's counterproductive. Call them and get in their grill. Let them know what you think. 202-225-3121. Email, call their local office, all of it. Burn it down. That's right. Get up in their face, because right now this system is not sustainable, and we have a massive invasion on the southern border. Alex Jones, the Great Awakening. As you get to a Great Awakening, you got to go through some tribute. Wait, where's Alex? Sir. Tell me where you think we are right now. Oh, no, we missed the best part of that interview, but that's fine. Whatever. I don't want to. I don't really need to watch Alex Jones. Speaking of which, if anybody's not listening to the Knowledge Fight podcast, make sure you're listening to that. I've been trying to get Dan and Jordan on this show for a long time, but they are far more popular than I am. Anyway, that's the regular show. If you're listening on the podcast, this will be available for free. <clears throat> to get it for free, go over to patreon.com slash echoplex. Uh, and while you're there, consider signing up, or you can sign up at eplex.store, though we don't have a way yet via fourth wall to give out uh, members content for free. We're working on that. Um, and uh, I guess uh, that's it. It's It's been a show. It's been something. I'm going to change the contents of my drink. I'm going to change the color of the lighting in this room. We're going to head on into red light. Um, thanks, everybody, for uh, checking it out. And uh, I'll see you after this uh, song by Periscope. This is Boomers.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com support.